The John Crocker and Associates Property Management News Desk Podcast. Brought to you in association with Palace. Great property management software at getpalace.com. And Moving House Property Video. Bringing your listing to life at movinghouse.net.nz. Today we continue our discussion with Natalie Wendell from Auckland-based firm Wendell Property Management. Natalie joins your host, David Faulkner, to discuss everything from effective property management techniques to public perceptions of the industry within a New Zealand context. Welcome to the second part of this exclusive interview on the New Zealand Property Management Podcast with Natalie Wendell and the team at Wendell Property Management in Auckland. In this part of the interview, we will really get into the teeth of the business and find out why looking after the team and the staff is so important to the culture of Wendell Property Management. How often do you contact your owners and, and, and what information are you providing them when you do contact them? I'm surprised it is different for each owner. Um, a lot of our homeowners will want to be contacted quite often to you know, be updated with how the plants in their garden are mm. and you know, that the heat pump has been installed and that the tenants are happy with it and that they're you know, the young baby is doing well and is keeping warm with the new heat pump that's in there, etc. So a lot of our homeowners do like sort of that level of care and us contacting them quite often. On the flip side of that, some of our investors don't like to be kept in contact as much. They don't want to know about the new baby who's been born. They just want to know that their rent's being cleared. And, you know, all of those types of very important things as well, but they don't want to be bothered as much. So it's dependent on each owner as well. Now, Jenny, you touched on before that you're going to get into a, you're starting or working on a new role in business development. Now, what's made you uh, want to take on that challenge? I love new challenges. It's probably why I started and why I wanted to talk with Natalie in the first place before I came here. Um, but I love helping people in terms of, like I was, I was speaking with someone the other day and they just had so many questions for me and I was able to answer them. It was about her coffee machine that was built into her wall and that she was able to make sure that's going to be looked after and I told her about, you know, how... A we, coffee machine built into a wall. You can tell, you won't get that in living. No, no. no. <laughs> Gina, Gina does do a lot of high-end stuff and I think that her knowledge of chattels and and her ability to answer all these very complex questions is really how she's able to do it so well because that high-end market, it's, it's, it's just a minefield. So you've got business development managers out there touting for business? Yeah, we've got three. Well, we've got three full-timers, five all up, mm-hmm. and they all focus on different types of um, specialist... Oh, sorry, no, they... We've got five out there and they each focus on different types of markets because they are interested in different types of markets. Right. Now, Sarah, I mean, because you're doing the property management tasks, is the responsibility on, on you to grow and bring in new business as well? Or is it just really, do you feel that the, the emphasis for you is to really focus on that client service and customer service? I think it's certainly to focus on caring for the owners and the tenants um, that we have. Yeah. You know, if, if a new business opportunity comes along, I know exactly what to do. But of course, my focus is to to care for. Mm. Who yeah, so, so if the new business comes to the property manager or someone inquires with you, mm. do you then just pass that on to one of your new business, or do you deal with that yourself personally? Or usually, I deal with myself um, mm. personally. If, yeah, particularly if it's an owner of mine already who's bought another property. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So, in terms of 
the training that you two ladies receive, um, you must get a wide variety, a, a wide range of training, or is it more that you're just learning on the job and learning from experience and learning from each other? Oh, it's a bit of both. <laughs> we get a lot of training. Yeah, we meet every Tuesday, and we have a different training um, topic each Tuesday, and we've gone to conferences at front centre and things, and um, had a lot of training, but also, yeah, bouncing things off the team. Um, if there's something that comes up that hasn't happened before, we'll let everyone know about it. So not only do we do our trainings, but we'll also have a meeting together once every week to sort of go through anything that's odd or different that's come up that week so we can share it with everyone so that the knowledge is spread. There's so much to learn in this industry. Always. If we can all share our knowledge and bring it all to the table, it's such help. I mean, you both touched on it when asking about what you thought the job was going to be like. There's so many tasks (laughs) or skill sets in property management that you need. You name the skill you've got, you'll be able to name a task Mm. which is relevant to to the job. So, Natalie... Can I ask you where you see future trends going with the industry? I think that the industry as a whole will realise, actually I think they have largely already begun to realise that they need to take very good care of their people because their people is how you grow the business, it's how you retain the business and it's how you do a good job. And so I really think we're going to see a big trend um, with companies, big and small, moving towards improving the quality of life for their property managers Um, and I don't just mean improving wages which I believe need to go up but um, I do believe that it's more about you know creating not trying to see how much they can get out of each property manager but actually looking at what the property manager's role is and being able to see how they can support the property manager to do a better job you know there's so many companies right now that just buy rent rolls to grow well why are you buying rent rolls when you can grow a rent roll? Growing 100 in a year doesn't have to be difficult if you've got the right people doing it. Mm. And most people are not able to achieve that. Now, what, what are some of your unique selling points? I mean, I look at your website. I've seen some of the most remarkable things that you, you're doing with video. Um, yeah, can you yeah. give some examples of, of what makes you stick out? Look, I don't think it's any one thing. I think it's a whole wide range of things. And that's why we, we actually have... 27 USPs, we counted them the other day, and not all of them interest everyone. It's the strangest things that get people's um, interest. You know, the video one, even though um, I think we've converted maybe 25 leads for the very difference that we offer that over someone else not offering it, I think all uh, last year three people took it up because once they actually get used to working with the property manager and the confidence, they don't need the gimmick. So Yes, it's a great idea to have some of these, um, I call them gimmicks, but some of these really interesting things that we offer. But you've got to be able to offer what the client wants. So if they want the technology and the 24-7 access and all those bells and whistles online in your own login area, cool. If they want a phone call and a piece of paper every month, cool. Whatever they want is what we do. And that's really the biggest difference between us. We just tailor everything to our yeah. customers. Because, I mean, some of our listeners may not know, but I've seen that you're, you're doing some video inspections. Yeah, uh, we're doing video inspections for three and a half years. Yeah. yeah. Now, ladies, was that ever feel a bit strange at first when you've got to start doing a bit of commentary on the camera as you're walking around the property? Oh, yeah, a little bit, but <laughs> you just quickly get used to it. You get used to it, so you have got to do is just a little bit of practice. The more you do it, the better you get. Yeah, I would say so. Like, it's with everything, really, yeah. 
Uh, and, and so how long would you spend, say if you're doing a routine inspection, and, and this is going to interest some property managers, you're thinking, oh, I'm intruding on people's privacy and, and things like this. Um, how much time do you spend actually physically doing the inspection and how do you get over what happens if a tenant says, oh, I don't want you taking a video of this? Well, in terms of inspection time, I would say my normal inspections are 15 to 20 minutes. It can be longer because some of my tenants want to have a chat and yeah. <laughs> a cup of tea and that's fine too. Most of our tenants, because I have a good relationship with them and I'll let them know before I even I'll turn up with a video that that's what will be happening. Um, so so we, I can bring any you know, potential issues to mm. the surface before I actually get there. Um, but you know, if I, if I do get there with the video inspection and things get hairy, you know, um, I'll, I'll, first of all, I won't do it because they're not happy. But you know, later I can speak to them because in our tenancy agreement we say X, Y, Z, and um, we do have the right. We're not there to photograph their furniture, so I'll, I'll have that chat with. Them is what makes the difference. Yeah. And, and, and and Gina, how long do you spend inducting tenants? So we're coming more all onto tenant service, and and, and you know, how how much time do you spend? Because you've got the video, the tenant induction video, we're we'll saying. Which yeah. is seven and a half minutes long. So yes. that part. Um, but I usually find it's probably about 40 minutes all up. So 40 minutes. 30 to 40 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, depending on how many questions people have. Sometimes it's up to an hour, sometimes even more. But we like to make sure that we start things off on the right foot and we start as we need to go on. We give them our full expectations of rent and what we'll do if they don't pay their rent on the first day, second day, etc. Um, what our expectations are in terms of keeping the house, in terms of when we come through for an inspection, what we will expect of them, um, and all of our expectations so they know that we'll start as we mean to go on. Yeah. They don't have to contact us, they know our emergency line, and we find that that alleviates any problems further down the track because they, we have answered all of their questions. We're not just going to sit them in there, watch the tenancy video, okay, boom, take your money, go and sign. We want to know of any questions that they have when they sign that agreement so that moving forward, it's all smooth tenancy. Because the tenants are spending, especially in Auckland, with average rents, they're spending a lot of money. Are you seeing a changing demographic in tenants? Is it becoming more, or has it always been like a professional tenant that you attract? I think that d different types of properties attract different types of tenants, and we work from everyone, from high-level executives who have been flying over from overseas and companies are paying everything, yeah. right down to new immigrants who don't know how to set up a, a power bill and who don't understand the process and don't understand the law. So you've got to be able to be a chameleon and, and put a different hat on each time. Yeah. 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 Now, in terms of, so your tenants will have expectations of your company, probably in terms of like when things are broken, they want to get them fixed and they want to get them fixed quickly. This is a Probably the biggest problem property managers have is getting landlords to do repairs and maintenance quickly. How do you? How does your company educate your owners? I think it gets easier the longer you've worked with an owner. So you know, I've worked with my owners for two years, so um, we each know how it works. But um, usually, uh, if it's urgent, obviously get it done um, quickly. But sometimes some of my owners don't want me to call them with a group and they'll go and do it themselves. So, you know, I work with all my different owners, but um, generally if it needs to be done, I will do it and I'll make sure it's um, the best work at the right price and that sort of thing. And I'll explain to them what's been done and why it's needed to be done. And I've never had an issue. Most people yeah, yeah. understand. So again, it, it, what we're getting at here now is that it all goes back to that customer-client relationship mm -hmm. that yeah, you're spending exactly. more time talking with them, educating them, 
then you're getting less and less problems. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You build yeah. that trust and they know that you're working yeah. for them and with them to get the best result in their best interest. Yeah. And, and if and you give them some options as well, you know, if the dishwasher is kind of on its last legs um, and they are having ongoing issues with it, then you can look at, do we upgrade it? Yeah. Do we want to repair it but then upgrade it next time it carks it? Or, you know, you can actually have that kind of conversation with them and help them with their planning. Most people have an amount in mind that they want to spend on maintenance every year, so why not actually spend it in the ways that the property and the tenant require mm. by you know, having that initial discussion as part of your inspection. And once a year, we do a really thorough inspection and actually talk to them about what their goals are and what they'd like to achieve with the property and work that so, we so just So just stop. You, you talk to them about their goals. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> what they want to achieve with this property, you know, is it... Is it sitting in a trust so that it can pay for children's education? Right. Or is it, are they holding it till the market gets better and they want to flip it? You know, if, if you're holding properties, you want methane tapware rather than the cheap stuff imported because you want least amount of repairs. So knowing where your owners are going and what they want yeah. and asking them what their goals are, it gets them thinking about it. It gives us the information to make better decisions. So. Yeah. Totally, because I mean, I mean, I see a lot of property management companies, mm. uh, and and the average property to owner ratio is about one point three, one point four. And when you talk to um, these companies and even landlords, that they would want to invest more, yeah. they don't have the time to do it. It's not forefront of the mind. Mm. So, do you help grow your investors' wealth? Do you totally? Yeah. My husband, until very, very recently, <laughs> he had something called his trade-me list. But he was always, you know, coveting his great properties and putting people in touch with buyers and stuff and, and buying agents because a lot of people are overseas. And, you know, I'm thinking of your lovely owners, Gina, who were overseas, and they said, oh, we would love to buy another one, but we're not coming. And Gina was actually able to work with them, work with their um, mortgage broker and their accountant and help them source and find so, and buy a property. So, Natalie... So that means that your likes of Ashley or your BDMs, whatever, yeah. they're almost working as buyer's agents well, for your landlords? No, we're not because we're not allowed to do that under the RAA, yes. but we put them in touch with buyer's agents and lovely real estate agents. So we've got real estate agents in all areas that we work with, yes. and that's one of the great things about being independent is we can cross over brands. Yeah. And then also we have people who um, often get really good investment stock yeah. So if we know we've got some investors, we'll put them in touch with four or five people in an area we know where people are buying for investment opportunity, and they'll buy it, and then we'll work out right. the, the management. So you expect your property managers to understand your landlord, your client's goals. Yeah, definitely. And then you've got a whole team there who have got a... Yeah. So it's a real focus on customer service, and growth. team, growth, growing your landlords, yeah. your investors. Yeah. It, Natalie, I'm going to point this question at you. And then I even asked the girls uh, after this as well. If you had, if you were in charge of this industry, what would you do? What improvements would you like to see in this industry as a whole? Well, I'd regulate us very, very, very quickly because I, I hate hearing people have lost money because they haven't been following the rules for property management companies. And the other thing is, I think the real estate institute or, or a similar governing body. Um, should create a better network of, of training and resources and connection um, both online and offline so that people can actually meet face-to-face. -face. 
Um, and I, there's a lot of agencies and organisations who are trying to do this at the moment, but wouldn't it be great if they all came together <laughs> or actually were able to really affect change right across all yeah. the brands? Yeah. And just to share the information. Yeah. Because there's one of the things that I've seen in the industry is ever since it got deregulated, we've seen an absolute proliferation of so-called professional property management companies. Yes. And there's too many. Yes, I agree. And what you see when there's too many, that you can get bad practices because they've got to take risks and yes. do unethical things to try and survive. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. if they're not price-cutting, they are working in with agents, which you see a lot of, trying to um, basically get the investor to sell the property. Yeah. Can I ask about Auckland specifically as a marketplace? I mean, there's, it's obviously been in the press a lot yes. about Auckland property prices compared yes. to the rest of New Zealand. You're yeah. having to deal with, in terms of new business yeah. with, a, with a different ethnicities, a lot of overseas investors. Mm -hmm. They're very much price-driven. How do you deal with keeping your fee at a high level and not succumbing to the pressure on reducing your fees? Um, a couple of things. The mediums are not forced to achieve targets and numbers every month. So they are not motivated to take people on that we wouldn't take on if we had the option. So that's a big vetting part. We don't waste time and money on people who are not going to be the right fit for us. We're very aware of our ideal customers. Um, and the other thing is, is we we just explain to them the percentage of what they're earning um, and what percentage of that we're going to take and then what the asset's actually going to do. So we, we talk a lot about asset protection. I mean, the average price of our properties is over $750,000. And when you're looking at properties that are that valuable and people are arguing over 2 or $3 a week, then, then quite quickly you can actually very intelligently reposition your promise and, and also your price and, and just being able to justify that I think is really important. And when we actually talk through all those USPs that we spoke with you about that we offer, people very quickly see that whereas we may offer some things other companies, we actually offer everything that every other company offers. So we're a one-stop shop. But primarily being focused on property management I think a lot of our owners understand that we're not going to be trying to continually get them to sell. We're not sending mixed messages or mixed marketing to them. We're very, very clear. If you want to sell, that's great and that's your choice. Let us put you in touch with the best people in that marketplace so that you get the best result. But we're not going to force you into doing anything. So your property managers, mm -hmm. um, can I ask how they are paid, so they're not commission-based, they're salary-based? Yes, they are. Um, I, my understanding of mortgages in this country means that you need to have three years as an independent contractor of back-to-back payslips, or invoices, they call them. Now, most of my team buy a property within the first year of joining us, so the wages is more about what's good for them. I want them to buy as soon as possible. Right, so, so you're taking an interest and your staff to help them get on the property ladder. Definitely, because it's, you know, particularly um, people who are able to buy properties young, it sets you up for, for life. So you're, so you're almost not just coaching them in the job, you're coaching them in life skills as well. We do full life planning, and it's as much detail as they want to go into. So there's people in this office that 
are on a 10-year plan and I'm very aware of their personal goals, their health goals, their business goals, their education goals, travel, family goals. And then there's people who are a bit more private, so we just talk about their goals um, within the business. But, you know, if you need to earn X amount of dollars to achieve buying this property, then I could either just give you the job or I could actually talk you through the ways that you can increase your income to that. And it's not ridiculous for people to double their income in two or three years of working with so, is that really, from, from an employee's point of view, is that a real attraction to this company? Absolutely. I, yeah, and, and I, I know that I can tell Natalie um, stuff in my tenure goal, you know, I made her want to start a family and mm-hmm. she's not going to think any less of me or, or anything like that. And it's, so it's, it's a real partnership, which um, absolutely is a big attraction. So goal setting, not just as your business goals, as individuals, you, you've got your life goals as well, and you're, all, you're sure that the company has an invested interest in planning? Yeah, we do a one-year planning session every year with every staff member, and it's between an hour and a half and two hours. So you're giving a real lesson here to some principles, which are just like chasing the dollar, chasing the dollar, you treating the staff as numbers. No, we're, we're, I don't know if you could... Um, this would work with 5,000 properties. Um, you know, we, we're not that big and trying to um, have a team, you know, even growing from five people to 13 people, that management aspect and that, that stickiness and that connectivity we try to have with our team is a lot more work, mm-hmm. but I think it's really, really valuable. Um, the other big reason with commissions is that I, um, I don't believe that it motivates the property managers or the business development managers in the right veins. If, you, if you're only getting paid a portion of letting, inspections, maintenance, management fees, you're not getting anything for communication, you're not getting anything for goal setting, you're not getting anything for adding real value, you're not getting anything for increasing the, the profitability of your owners. So if you're only interested in getting right what you get paid for, yeah. can we see how we're limiting the potential? So, the, com- so the commission model is me, me, me. Where your model is about not just your team, it's about your owners as well. So it's if I if I had to rank it, my staff come first, and then my owners, and tradespeople and tenants are all on an equal par. Yeah, and and that's you know if you take care of your team, then they will take Take care care of you of your next run of customers, and and I think there's nothing worse than having that person say. Could you come in and sign the agreement tomorrow so I get it in my commission packet this month? I just, that's not, that's, is that that's, for the tenant? That's is that not, for the owner? That's not the Wendell way. That's just not that way. No. And what Natalie was saying in, in terms of looking after the staff, and I know Sarah mentioned it as well, but it is completely true. We are so valued and mm. we're not a number. We are definitely not a number, and it's, uh, we family. So we're going to wind up this interview now and it's been great talking to the uh, this wonderful team from Wendell Property Management. If you weren't in this industry, what would be your ideal job? And you're not allowed to say I'm in my ideal job. You've got to take something. <laughs> my ideal job, if I wasn't in this industry, I would write. And I'd write about people, property and stuff. But I would, yeah, write. And people or profit, what's more important to you? Both. It's, it's got to be both. But people first. People then- first. Gina, if you weren't in this industry, what would you be doing? Probably swimming with dolphins somewhere or training dolphins. <laughs> and people or profit? What comes Again, first? Both. Look after the people and the, the profit will come. So.
Natalie, if you weren't in this industry, what would you do? Oh, well, I'm really passionate about health and nutrition, so I could do something there. Very interested in all of that, and I also really enjoyed my time in hospitality, so I could be... But I'd like to do something kind of quite different, so restaurants and resorts, but they'd need to be standard uh, company-style yeah. stuff. Yeah, and, and cool. to you, what's, for, what's most important, people or profit? Well, just what the girls said. Excellent. Thanks. Natalie? Gina, Sarah, thanks for your time and all your busy ladies. And it's uh, Friday afternoon and you want to get out and enjoy the long weekend. So thanks for joining us on this uh, podcast. Thank you. I had a great afternoon at Wendell Property Management. And it was wonderful to see such an emphasis on making sure that the team is well looked after. The amount of time that they spend, not just developing their skills, but goal setting, not just in the business, but also in the personal life, is a lesson that could be learned from many a business. I'm David Faulkner. Thank you for listening to the New Zealand Property Management Podcast. Join us again soon, where we'll talk to more of the industry's leading figures. The John Crocker & Associates Property Management News Desk Podcast. Brought to you in association with Palace. Great property management software at getpalace.com and Moving House Property Video, bringing your listing to life at movinghouse.net.nz. John Crocker and Associates, New Zealand's number one property management consultants. Build your property management business at johncrocker.co.nz.